Hockey and music go hand in hand. I mean, you can't even start a game if you don't have a hard pumping song to get you going. And of course, the music for the Mother Puckers openings and closing song, Havoc by Sean Tubbs, sounds even better thanks to J Rocket Audio Designs pedals. For you hockey moms out there who also have guitar players, there's no better pedal on the market to help your budding Jeff Beck sound like Jeff Beck than with the J.B. Archer from J-Rocket Audio Designs or any of the many award-winning pedals produced by them. Other than the sound, the best part is they are made in the USA. All you have to do is go to rocketpedals.com, that's with two T's, R-O-C-K-E-T-T, pedals, P-E-D-A-L-S dot com, to hear and see the products, find distributors, and enjoy the website experience. And if you purchase a pedal from JRAD, please use the code PUCKERS because that is going to get you 10% off of your purchase. And I will personally thank you on my podcast. And when your little player plays himself a little song or records it, send it on in. I'll make a compilation and put them all out on the um, podcast in the future. Thank you to J Rocket Audio Designs for being the first Mother Puckers sponsor. Welcome to Mother Puckers, the first and only podcast for hockey moms by a hockey mom. And that's me, Julie Bardownski. Alongside the hockey apostle and the 13th disciple, Lou Manzaluzzo, welcome to the show. Hello, listeners. I know I'm releasing this on an off normal day. Normally, Wednesdays are the day that I release things, but I wanted to get an episode out this week. There's a number of things that I want to want to go over. And I'm feeling so much better. You can hear my voice that there's still residual turned into whatever virus I had turned into a, um, a sinus infection on my left side. And oh my gosh, it was so painful. I couldn't even like I couldn't speak. I was doing a lot of talking and smiling on a camera last week, Thursday, or Wednesday. And it was just, I was in so much pain after it. So I was living on Mucinex and Aleve, which I'm an all natural girl. So you know, that if I'm turned into meds that it was really bad. And now I'm taking the lovely um, amoxicillin for the facial, facial sinus infection. So that's my update. I uh, put a post out on my personal Instagram um, about my hike with Dave over the weekend because I thought I was feeling all well and great, but nope, 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 nope. I was not, but <clears throat> I'm getting there. I'm on the upswing. And one of the things I've been doing for, I don't know, it's been <clears throat> a couple of months now. And I'm sure that you all have heard about the red light, infrared saunas, and the cold plunges, okay? So I've been doing this for a couple of months, all right? And I'm going to tell you the story. We're going to get deeper into this because I'm actually going to have the owners of the studio that I go to on because there's so much research moms 
for your health, but for your athlete's health as well. And so many different aspects of recovery, injury, repair, all, all the things, okay, that go into it. And we'll go into that deeper with the owners of the particular spa that I go to here in Nashville. And I don't like to be hot. I think I've said that about a thousand times on this podcast. I don't like the heat. I don't like the humidity. So for me to go sit in an infrared sauna is a very difficult thing, okay? So I thought that was going to be super hard, and I thought the cold plunge, which the sauna is 195 degrees. The cold plunge is 47. I didn't know a whole lot about how long you're supposed to be in, when you get the benefits, but I did know what the benefits kind of were. And so I thought, okay, I'll do the sauna, and then I'll do the cold plunge. So I had to, like, talk myself up to get into the sauna. Well, then I get into the cold plunge. And the first time, first few times I did it, I was only lasting like 20 seconds. Then I got educated. You had to be in for a minute to get the benefits. And the benefits are massive. And again, we'll go into this later. So today, fast forward today, I um, had slowly built up and I have found the mental strength that it takes to go through the cold plunge. Because even though I said I liked cold? I do not like this cold. I don't think anybody really can, except now, now it's that mental challenge kind of thing. So the cold plunge today, this morning, I sat in it for eight minutes and 50 seconds, eight, five, zero. Didn't make those last 10 seconds because I put my elbows down and in and everything in for the last minute of it. And that's all I could do. Well, then I find out that the most you should sit in it at one time is seven minutes. So I'm an overachiever, in case there was any doubt. There you go. Overachiever in the cold plunge. But um, the, gosh, I, I can't even tell you. I can't wait to have these owners on to share with you all of the things about cold plunging and what it does from a energy perspective, how it can replace a lot of things around addiction, they're using cold plunges in withdrawal and addiction therapies because of the dopamine hits that you get. Oh my gosh. I mean, and we all know this. Our Just about every one of our hockey players of the older age levels, they have a cold plunge available for their players because they are all aware of the benefits. And you remember the old ice baths that Rocky would sit in in the movies? So it's not something new, obviously. It's been around. So that journey will, will come on. Another thing I wanted to talk about, this one. <clears throat> so Carissa Thompson is a, been a sideline reporter for the for college football, for NFL, and now she's got like a panel hosting thing on Amazon and on Fox. Well, she came out, and this, this hits me hard because I am a journalist. This is a journalistic platform. Podcasting is a lot of opinion. Yes. But I fancy myself because I studied journalism at the University of Missouri, which is the number one journalism school in the country. And I went back even, I looked at the courses that I took before I started to start when I was getting ready to do this episode today. And one of the very first courses you take in journalism school is ethics and journalism. And I remember the class. I remember sitting in the class. I remember everything. <clears throat> a lot of things that you learn in college, no matter what your degree is, change when you get in the real world. This is true. However, 
the tenets of journalism should not be foregone. And Carissa Thompson said on a said on a podcast, it's a big podcast, pardon my take, and she said, I've said this before, I've gone back and I've listened to this, so this is me saying in her words, I've said this before and I've not gotten fired, but I have made things up when I'm on the sidelines. Sometimes coach isn't available, sometimes I need to get the report out, but I have made things up when I'm reporting on a game. Well, you want to know something? That is wrong. That would get you an F in ethics and journalism, and that shows your lack of integrity. Well, then I went on and I listened to even more of what she was saying in this podcast. And this just aired earlier this week, two days ago. And I have not gone and listened or read Twitter or seen what anybody else has responded with it. And you can go out and check it out if you want to. This is me coming at you with my opinion of her making things up in her reporting. She is not an opinion journalist when she is on the sidelines. So she can't make things up. Even if she would have said, from my opinion, they could do better on their, you know, third downs. They could do, they get off the field better. They could do faster. They could do, you know, X, Y, Z, in my opinion. Okay. But sideline reporters are reporters. They report the facts. And opinion journalism has obviously taken up residence in a lot of our journalists today. I don't even want to call them journalisms or journalists, but opinion journalism versus real journalism. And there's a time and a place for everything. If you are a correspondent, if you are a reporter, you are writing the facts, okay? That is what you should expect so that you can trust what's coming out of them. And hey, facts do change. They do. New facts come out. New information comes out. And so then you have to report on the new information and the new facts. But you can't just make stuff up. And you cannot blatantly slam in the face of journalism that you made stuff up and can be able to continue in that career. I'm sure many of you remember Brian Williams from NBC News and how he had made up story that his helicopter had taken fire. And he said he conflated the stories between the other helicopters that he was with, them taking fire with his own and reporting it wrong and everything. Well, where do you see Brian Williams in the face of journalism anymore? He is gone. He is not out there anymore. Because he misstated the facts. He made stuff up, just like what Carissa Thompson has done. And that is wrong. That is wrong. And that is something on this show that, yes, I will give you some of my opinions, but that is something on this show. If I'm stating things, I may get them wrong. I may get them right. I may get them, you know, sideways, but I want to make sure you know that it is with the utmost integrity that I'm trying to give you information from all of the different sources that come on this show and from my own questions and my own thoughts. They're coming at you with all of the integrity that I, I, I have. And I want to give you, you know, I was a correspondent. I was a reporter on air in St. Louis. And I remember at one point I brought up 
the importance of vitamin C. I was doing a health and fitness um, segment on a show there in St. Louis for this particular memory that I'm going to share with you. And I brought up vitamin C, the importance of it, and how you go about understanding how much your body needs. This was a long time ago, guys. But even longer ago is Dr. Linus Pauling, who did all of the original research on vitamin C in our bodies. And I reported on how you test your body's need for vitamin C because we all have different needs. If you want to know, you take it in increments of 500 milligrams up, 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 up until you have a loose, very loose bowel movement. And then you minus 500 milligrams from that last time you took, that last bit you took. So if you get to 2000, you have the loose bowel movement, you go back to 1500 milligrams. Okay. So I cannot tell you the number of people who responded to that. And thank God there wasn't social media and all Twitter and everything because I would have been lambasted by these people. But my statement came from Dr. Linus Pauling's research, okay? I didn't make it up. I didn't just say, oh, this is what you should do. I didn't make it up. And I wasn't, I would, or I would not have been proud of making it up like this Carissa Thompson is wearing it like a badge of honor that she made stuff up. So so there's two big problems here. Number one, journalists, reporters, correspondents, you don't make stuff up. Number two, she does not have a degree in journalism. She has a Bachelor of Arts from University of California, Santa Barbara. So missing that crucial course of ethics and journalism I don't know if that's in her transcript or if she took it somewhere else, but apparently that's missing. And maybe that's something that should be required in all journalists is that course in and of itself. The final thing is women journalists, especially in sports, have a much more difficult time of getting any kind of credibility. And now she just made a whole lot of women out there who are doing this as a career, who are managing it with the utmost integrity. She just made a whole lot of us look really bad. And that really ticks me off because I know women who have worked so hard for so many years to have the integrity, to work with it, with, with the truth, to interview people with the truth and not make stuff up just because they want to do a little shortcut, which I'll get into in a second here about our, our, about this, our person of topic, Carissa Thompson. If you're listening to my show here, thank you for listening. And I want to continue to bring you quality information, quality interviews, and fun and education and entertainment. And the entertainment part, that is the fun part. That is the fun where we get to like have the opinions and this is what we think and this is what we don't think. And so let's go back to Carissa here. So I listened to the rest of the podcast. She compared her ideal state of sideline reporting to being like the character on Best in Show. Remember the they had the, the Ocho that was running the dog show and this guy was just making up stuff about dogs and just, you know, whatever. And she was like, that should be how sideline reporting goes. Okay, point number one. No, should not be. Number two, she liked 
that big cat, when he faked his way with his fake press credentials at the time when he did this, so he could get into a dog show and it was cute because he said, I wanted to go in so I could pet all the dogs. Hey, I can understand that. I get that. But she liked that he was faking credentials to get into the dog show and said she wants to work on the show with them because it sounds like a fun place to work if they're doing stuff like that. Then she says she doesn't like how hard the sign light reporters have to work. She's like, I don't want to work that hard. They, you know, they work, you know, 20, 40 hours um, getting interviews and setting things up so that they can have maybe 20 seconds of airtime. She's like, I don't want to work that hard. Okay, so you've got a woman here who said she doesn't want to work hard. She makes up reports on the sideline and she likes the idea of using fake credentials to go and do things and quite frankly she really tries too hard to be one of the guys on this particular podcast i don't know a whole lot else of her body of work but on this particular podcast she was just trying too hard and that makes me sad we don't have to be one of the guys we can be ourselves and still be right in the conversation with the guys because believe me, I've been doing it my whole life and I don't I don't try hard to be like one of the guys where I have to make all of these innuendo comments and things like that. You can be like one of the guys because you've got something in common. You like the sport of football or you like the sport of hockey or you like dogs or whatever the thing may be and you just have a conversation about it you don't have to try hard if brian williams gets canceled over what he did and i don't agree with cancel culture but i do agree with ethics and journalism and working with integrity because it takes the rest of us down carissa thompson sorry girl but i am not on your side on this one in any way shape or form i will not listen to you again there you go so Let's move on. Adam Johnson. I'm going to follow up from um, my statements uh, about the uh, net guards and things like that that I am very much in, that I am promoting and I agree with. So there has been an arrest made. I'm sure everybody's following this for manslaughter. I don't know the laws in the UK. I am sure whenever there's a death, there is an investigation. I have gone back and re-looked at the video and I no longer contend with what I thought before of how Petgrave's knee had been hit and kind of elevated. I don't know if it was malicious. I can't watch it enough because it so dis- just breaks my heart and makes me so sad to see it um, that because of Adam Johnson and, and, and his subsequent death from this, So I don't know if I'm good at giving an opinion on what actually happened on the ice, if it was malicious intent, if it was not. We do know that Petgrave has a history in the league that he has played in of being a goon and of doing similar type of movements with his leg. I still can't imagine a hockey player's leg going as high as that one went, all on its own um, velocity. But again, I'm not going to watch any further. I'm not giving you any more of my opinion. But what I am going to say is USA Hockey, kudos to you because you guys are moving at lightning speed in encouraging players to wear neck guards. You are moving at lightning speed to look at the different options that are out there because you know what? 
if Adam Johnson had been wearing something, some sort of protective gear, whatever it may have been, perhaps he would still be with us today. But we don't know. We can't go back in time. However, we can mitigate risk, which is my big statement here about protective gear in any sport. Let's just mitigate as much risk as we can. A neck guard is not going to change or hinder a player in any way, shape, or form. It's a neck guard, or they're wearing one of the cut-proof Kevlar um, uh, shirts uh, that go all the way up, or whatever great new technology continues to evolve and get there. Let's just start with what's out there, and let's just go from there, okay? And let's put mouth guards on these kids, and let's make them all wear cages, okay? We're going to get there, so why don't we just start doing it now? So that is my update there on Adam Johnson. I have given you a lot of me today, um, and I thank you for letting me have this t- your time and listening. But I did want to get a little, uh, a little, you know, few minutes out and share with you that I'm on the mend. I'll be back next week at the regular day on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and we've got some fun interviews that I am lining up now that I'm upright and will sound better on the podcast, even though I can still hear myself that I'm very nasally and my throat is very yucky. But um, we've got some fun ones coming up around nutrition, around um, food, we've got crock pats. Uh, we've got a special guest on that. We've got um, a really fun guest coming on about some other Uh, what I call the Colton hockey tape and uh, some other things coming. So if you are going this weekend to some games, good luck to all your kids. Hope they're playing great and having fun this time of the season. We're getting ready for, I'm sure, a ton of Thanksgiving uh, hockey coming up because that is a big weekend of it. I will not be at a rink this weekend, but I will be next week. But you will be hearing from me on Wednesday, the normal drop date. Thank you all for listening. You can always email me at julietmotherpuckers.com. Thank you to our sponsor, rocketpedals.com. Think about Christmas for your musician and your family, your guitar player, and go get some pedals from them. And I will see you at the rink.